Welcome to Hear Me, My Voice, My Story, a post-conviction victim services podcast. These podcasts were produced by the State of Hawaii Crime Victim Compensation Commission. The opinions, findings, and conclusions or recommendations expressed in these podcasts are those of the contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of the Hawaii Department of Public Safety, the Hawaii Paroling Authority, the Crime Victim Compensation Commission, the State of Hawaii Department of the Attorney General, or the U.S. Department of Justice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to Hear Me, the post-conviction victim services podcast produced by the Hawaii Crime Victim Compensation Commission in cooperation with the Hawaii Paroling Authority. The purpose of the Hear Me podcast is to bring awareness to justice professionals, advocates, victims, survivors, and communities about the opportunities for victim survivors to participate in post-conviction processes that affect their safety and their healing journey. The goal is to produce regular episodes that run approximately 15 to 30 minutes in length and focus on those topic areas that best meet the needs of those justice professionals that are serving advocates and victims. That is why we wanted to bring in the Hawaii Post-Conviction Victim Advocate to share with us the unique role of the program and the goals for building better safety planning, and also the goals for providing additional opportunities for victims to have a voice in Hawaii. Don Martin is our guest and will talk with us about this very important issue, the goals of the program and the services available to victims. Don moved to Hawaii in 2003 and started working at the Hawaii Drug Court counseling offenders through the Outpatient Substance Abuse Program. In October 2020, she started working for the Department of Public Safety, Crime Victim Compensation Commission, to develop the first ever post-conviction victim advocacy program in partnership with the Hawaii Paroling Authority. Don has worked with both offenders and victims throughout her professional career, and she truly understands the importance of services for victims post-conviction. So we just heard all about who you are, Don, um, from a biography standpoint and from a resume standpoint, but you've been doing this work now for um, about eight or nine months. What have you learned about why this work is important to you? And um, and just share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and, and, and why this matters to you so much. Well, like I said, I kind of come around, come from the background of working with offenders mostly. Um, and I never had the chance to really understand the victim's point of view or have any trainings about the victim's point of view on all of this. So now I'm able to come back around, do it better this time and really help victims have a voice to tell their story, um, understand their rights during the post-conviction process and feel like someone is here listening to them. I've had a couple victims reach out and just say, wow, I didn't even know people knew I existed. Um, So that to me is very important to be able to give that meaningful conversation and services to victims that thought no one cared anymore. So that's, that's my main theme. So you, you, you came from this work of working on the offender side of things, and this has kind of changed your view a little bit on this side of the world. Definitely, definitely. So this is a new program. So can you give us a little background on the history of how this new program came to exist? 
Um, and I know that it was, it was really um, a, a labor of love or a labor of, of, of collaboration between the paroling authority and, and many other um, victim advocacy and many other criminal justice um, entities in your state. So how did your new program come to exist? Many of my coworkers would say it happened with rainbows and unicorn dust. <laughs> um, we came together. Uh, we saw a gap in services, um, which happened to be this post-conviction piece. And we wanted to do a better job in the state of Hawaii. So um, CVCC, the um, Crime Victim Compensation Commission, um, got together with the Hawaii Proling Authority and talked about this need and this gap and decided that services need needed to be provided at this spot. So they came together and we wrote this grant um, through Victims of Crime Act, WOCA, and we received it for a two-year program. And that's how we started. It is so exciting. Um, and I think that, you know, there are so many um, opportunities for support in the state of Hawaii, but I think it's that collaborative piece that is, is so exciting about this project. How would you um, describe what the post-conviction victim services program is? What does this look like different or um, maybe how does how would you describe what this program is for victims or survivors of crime in the state of Hawaii? So um, it really is a collaboration. One of my main goals is to make sure that services are seamless across all of the criminal justice spots. So having our partners with the victim witness programs on each um, island and the prosecutor's offices is really useful. Um, our RAVS program through the Department of Public Safety, our restitution program also with CVCC um, are all key collaborators with, with our program. And again, we just want to make sure everything's seamless in the services provided. So the mission specifically for our program is to provide quality direct services, resources, education, and referrals to victims of crime as the parolee begins the paroling process. So without these collaborative agencies working with us, we wouldn't be able to refer to the right spots or get the information that I need to make sure the victim is supported throughout, throughout the process and not having to retell their story over and over again. My main goal is to make sure, you know, I have as much information as possible so that I can give them the services they need and want without having to, you know, retell that story. And that's so important because I think research shows that victims have to, victims or survivors have to share their story so many times before they get to the right person. And it sounds to me like you're willing to say, I don't know who you've talked to before or, you know, what information you've been given up to this point, but it sounds like um, your support needs or your information needs have changed. And, and how can I help you do that? So I think all too often we all, doesn't matter what services we're looking at, whether it be bank services or whether it be services for our schools or mental health services, we always kind of hear this word services. Can you share with your listeners a little bit about what those specific services are and what is that support that your program specifically provide? And how does that look a little different from the other opportunities that victims or survivors have in your state to get information or to be supported um, prior to their to their work with you? Yeah, so um, the services that we provide at our program include 
general victim rights um, during the parole process and understanding what those are, when they can insert their voice um, and the, the timing of it all, um, because it's really important to understand that you're not spinning your wheels and doing something at a point where it doesn't you can't include your voice. So that's a really important piece. We want to educate both victims, victims and survivors, but also the criminal justice advocates so they understand where victims have a voice as well. Um, another piece is safety planning, making sure that victims feel that they are supported and they have a plan to continue their safety and that someone is helping them along with that process. Uh, we also help with victim notification. Um, so by the time they come to us, they're typically already signed up for um, SAVIN, which is our state automated system for notification. But a lot of times by the time they get to us, you know, their information has changed. They've moved, their phone number has changed. So we just want to make sure it's updated. They have um, their correct information in there so they can get the right notifications at the right time. Also, we help with restitution collection at the parole um, end of it. So we have great programs already set in place that collect restitution while the offender is in prison. Um, and then our piece to it is to help more collection during the parole process and help you understand what the restitution really is in our state. Um, and then finally, uh, referral services and follow up. So any gaps that I'm not able to provide, I'm able to give a referral to some kind of community service, community advocacy um, program that's out there. Um, and we'll be talking more about those as our podcast goes along as well. So I'm excited to have a few of them as guests. Yeah. And, and you know, in our conversations, one of the things that I have learned about you is that in your program, if you don't have the answer when somebody calls, you go to the ends of the earth to find out what that information is and who might be able to be that next person or that next agency or or if there's a gap there, how do we fill that and make sure that whomever it is that is contacting you has what they need? And, and you and I have had a couple of conversations about this, too, about the importance of not just giving information to people, but also supporting them through that communication process. Um, and that's one of the really exciting things about your program is it's it's brand new, not just for your state, but I think it's going to be something that, that across the country we will look at and um, and say, let's do it like that. If you, if you were a victim or a survivor in the state of Hawaii and the offender um, was, was convicted and, you know, went to prison and all of a sudden now the offender is looking at the possibility of parole. How would you as a victim or survivor know that your program exists and what it is that you have to offer? So we are definitely working on doing more outreach. Um, we just wrapped up the National Crime Victims Rights Week where we did a really cool event. Um, we started a website where a lot of these resources for victims um, or survivors will be placed. So it's called PAV Hawaii, which stands for Post Conviction Assistance for Victims. Um, so pavhawaii.com is going to be our website where hopefully victims can go to and get a variety of resources, as well as the ability to get referrals to programs that fit their piece wherever they're at within the criminal justice um, system. We also have this wonderful podcast that we're doing. So hopefully this will reach out to more of our community 
community members. Um, since we're not able to kind of meet with people one-on-one quite yet and have community events, this is uh, a way for us to reach more people um, throughout the island chain. And then, you know, we're also sending out letters um, where we can. We have a brochure. We do trainings and outreach orientations um, with our own program and then also with Savin and our RAVS program through the Department of Public Safety. So um, hopefully those are the ways that we can get our program out there and word of mouth. That's just kind of the outreach that we've done so far. So you can reach us at that pavhawaii.com. You can reach me at post-convictionadvocate at hawaii.com. Or you can reach me by phone at 808-358-8538. Awesome. And you know, Don, I think also one of the things that uh, has really touched me in our conversations is that you have a heart for not just pushing information out to um, to the people of Hawaii, but you really want to be able to engage in conversations with them and those that have been harmed or affected by crime. And so I know that there are a lot of conversations about how this can be uh, eventually a a conversation versus a podcast or information. And so I'm so excited to see how that plays out with, with, with Hawaii and with your program. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share about your program or that you think your listeners should know um, before I hit you with our final question, which is going to be the final question that we ask at the end of every podcast? Um, I, I do want to just be clear that, you know, we're, we are here for the victims and we want victims to have a voice in the process. So one of the things that I really want to make sure that we do is get feedback on how services are being provided. Are they being provided well? Are you able to get the resources you need in a meaningful way? Um, And then, you know, where are the problems that we are having within the criminal justice system? Um, So that victims can really give us that true feedback of this is what my process was like and this is what I did and did not like about it and can we change those pieces I think that really gives us a good starting point to um, make it as meaningful as possible for victims and they feel as supported as possible so again another piece to that is going to be training advocates within the criminal justice system, including Hawaii Paroling Authority parole officers on the needs of victims and how to communicate with victims in an appropriate way. So that's another piece to this. We want to support the victims, but we also need to start training advocates and make sure everyone knows you know, their piece to this and how, how we can be very supportive and informed about how to work with victims. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, you all care so much about learning from uh, other people that have walked this journey. So what helps and what hurts is what I always say. And when we learn what helps, people become survivors, um, you know, and thrivers that helps us be able to, or you all be able to really um, um, promote and advocate for continuing those services and that support. And then what harms, what causes additional harm? And I know that that's really an important um, piece to the work that you're doing as well as your collaborative partners. And so hearing from those that have had those experiences, both on both sides, what really helped and and what caused additional harm um, can really help 
frame the the next steps of this amazing program that you're building. So um, as we sign off here, I know that what's really important or one of the things that's really important to you and your collaborative partners is that you take these podcasts and always identify something that that would kind of be a call to action for whomever the listeners are. Um, sometimes moving forward, you might have a survivor of sexual assault or sexual violence or domestic violence or identity theft, you might say to those listening, whether they be survivors or part of the criminal or or uh, justice system or community, what is our call to action, right? So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Don, and I'm going to ask you, what would you say to your listeners um, after learning a little bit about you and your passion for this work and what drives you for this and what your program is all about? What would you say is, what is your idea on a call to action? What would you share with the listeners about something that they could do right now um, as you begin to develop this program and improve services to victims and survivors in Hawaii? Um, So I'll start it off with a quote that I really like, which is we rise by lifting others um, from Robert Ingersoll. And really, this is exactly what we're trying to do with our program and our collaboration is to lift everyone up and be supported um, in our journey through the criminal justice system, post-conviction. And anyone that's listening, if you have someone that you know um, could use our services, please give them our podcast or my contact information so I can just start a conversation. That's all I want to do is just start a conversation about this this piece. So that would be my call to action. Well, I think we just heard our quote that will be the uh, call to action quote moving forward on this podcast, We Rise by Lifting Others. And I'm so excited to be able to um, to watch how it is that your program grows and and begins to serve not just those that have been harmed by, by crime, but also those that have dedicated their entire lives and their work to to supporting those that that have been harmed so thank you so much don thank you for having me that's all for this episode thanks for listening remember the goal of this podcast is to both inform and provide an opportunity for justice professionals advocates victims and survivors to have a voice so please consider bringing your voice ideas experiences or stories to us so we can include you If you have a question about something you heard today or an idea for a future episode, or if you have an idea for a guest that you'd like to suggest or would like to be a guest yourself, please contact us at postconvictionadvocate at hawaii.gov or at 808-358-8538. Remember, we would love to hear from you. And as Don Martin says, we rise by lifting others. You do that every single day. And we thank you. Please join us for our next episode where Allison Alfonso will be speaking with us from the Honolulu Police Department. She's a victim witness counselor in the sex crimes unit and will be talking about her program from the time of arrest through investigation. Until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.